Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today is the first of our Strategic Insights series of short podcasts where Caroline draws on her wide corporate, not-for-profit, exec, non-exec, and coaching experience to share some valuable insights developed over a full and rich international career. Thanks, Darren. I'm going to open the series talking about the strategic versus operational. Why lead with this topic? Well, as we go through the series, I'm going to try to explain some of the conclusions I've drawn over the years as to why people behave as they do, including why finance professionals are often seen as unstrategic, exploring the blockers which can arise. I'll move through a series of thoughts around what's happening to us, both internally and externally, and what tools and techniques we can use to address such challenges to make our lives and careers more productive and happy. Through the series, we'll continue by looking at how we build resilience, how we can look at things and people in different ways, and how we can adapt our behaviours in a real and authentic way in order to be more effective and balanced. Pausing for thought on these important topics can help us in our personal and work lives, which is the drive behind this new series from myself and the ACT. Starting with the strategic versus operational question seemed an appropriate place, as I've seen and experienced this particular barrier many times. When people have been put into boxes, for example only being allowed to speak in the board when a finance topic is on the table, or missed out of meetings which were quote-unquote strategic, but then left to pick up the operational pieces afterwards. Getting a seat at the strategic table is critical for any professional who wants to do their job well. Unfortunately, finance people are often not seen as strategic, and sometimes they really aren't. As a finance professional myself, why would I be suggesting my profession is somehow lacking here? Well, I think there are multiple sides to this argument. There's a commonly held belief that strategy precludes the operational, and vice versa. It's almost a negative judgement nowadays to say someone is very operational, as the glamour is all in strategy, it seems. And yet professionals of all types, accountants, lawyers, bankers and of course treasurers, need to get things done. And if they are not pragmatic to a certain degree, it can lead to disaster for them and their organisation. Because of this pragmatic side, however, they're an easy target to be accused of not being strategic in a world which sees strategic thinking as diametrically opposed to being operational. The lines are actually often blurred. And, as with most things in life, it's not simply black and white. If I look back at some of the so-called pragmatic interventions I've made during my career, where I focused on people and how they might respond to a situation, this was exemplifying strategic thinking as much as anything else. One example was a strategy for cultural change, which included a whole new way of setting targets and evaluating personal performance, which initially didn't include any form of communication plan. I thought ahead, imagining what could go wrong and undermine the overall aims and outcomes of the particular strategy under consideration and suggested ways of removing the risk. However, the reaction from those who didn't want to think about risk and the possibly unworkable aspects of the current plan was that this was too much detail. In the end, I was listened to and I believe the success of the strategy was in part down to considering the human side. I concluded over time that some people have a misconception that anything complex or in the too-difficult-to-deal-with box cannot possibly be strategic. 
Professions also necessarily involve a lot of learning of the technical aspects. And, once immersed in these, and in addition being viewed by others as the expert, one either finds it hard to lift oneself out of the detail, or alternatively is pigeonholed into a particular role and blocked by others from contributing at a more strategic level. This is why people sometimes leave organisations in order to be seen for the person they could be and indeed become. A sad loss of talent for the organisation concerned. I remember so many times when introducing myself as Chief Financial Officer that the reaction was somewhat negative. The other party assuming presumably I was a boring number cruncher or perhaps feeling a little intimidated by my role if they were not comfortable with numbers themselves. At one point in my career, when working for Unilever, I was dealing with an entrepreneur, Kun Tan, who had developed the Oishi brand of drinks and restaurants in Thailand. He used to always joke with me and say, you're not a finance person, you must be in sales or marketing. Kun Tan had correctly identified my profile according to Myers-Briggs, in fact. He was very unusual in that he looked past the job title. Nowadays, I introduce myself as chief executive and get a very different reaction from people. This time it's very positive, wanting to engage with me. In essence, I haven't changed, only my role. The lack of engaging role models could be another reason for this somewhat biased view of professionals, with our predecessors having a tendency to shy away from the more strategic parts of their role, whether due to time constraints or personal preference. Then we come along, and because we also believe the devil is often in the detail, we share too much of that detail with others who actually find it off-putting. Some even become suspicious and lose trust, as it seems like we're just trying too hard. Others simply don't see the need for it. We're then put in the box of lacking in strategic skills and having no real gravitas. And the more we try to justify our position, the worse it gets. So the stereotype thus continues. At the end of the day, we need to ask ourselves whether it is more important to compromise on the detail to get the overall message across or to risk getting no message across whatsoever. Personal and societal factors, as well as company culture, come into play, and negative feelings and a lack of self-belief can arise. When I worked for Best Foods, finance was not viewed as particularly strategic. Certainly finance people didn't take up the senior-most roles in the organisation. This led to a culture of entrepreneurialism, but one where finance did not feel good about itself. When Best Foods was taken over by Unilever, I experienced a very different culture, one in which finance was very powerful indeed, some might say too much so, and the senior-most posts often were filled by finance people. The Unilever culture was quite a risk-averse one, which makes sense for a company led by finance people, but this had its downsides. At the time, Unilever was quite a cumbersome beast and maybe needed a greater mix of type in its senior leadership, to increase its risk appetite and make it faster moving and more successful in its growth strategy. But back to the strategic versus operational question. I'm not saying one takes precedence over the other, and I'm even suggesting the line can be quite blurred. But convention has defined the two competencies almost as opposites. I think a leader and influencer ideally needs a mixture of both attributes. Wherever you feel you are in the mix, however you always have the ability to make a shift if you wish. And of course, being part of a diverse workforce means the mix I refer to is spread across many people, making it much easier to achieve. 
I'll come back to the power of diverse teams another time, as that's all we have time for today. Thanks, Caroline. Having trained and practised as a lawyer, I know exactly what you mean. In the next podcast, the ladder of inference will explain some of the science behind why people will judge you immediately, as you will them, and how we can use that knowledge in our daily lives. So until then, from Caroline and from me, goodbye and thanks for listening. Thank you.